1: giving out to them that blackness, that black power, that black pushing them to identify with uh, 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 black culture. I think that's what you're asking. It's, it's, I have no choice over it. In the first place, to me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. I mean, and I mean that in every, every sense, uh, outside and inside. And to me, we have a culture that uh, is surpassed by, 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 by no other civilization, but we don't know anything about it. So again, I think I've said this before in this same interview. I think at uh, some time before, my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough, or persuade them by hook or crook, to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there, and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary.
0: I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Jadaya. Hey, Jadaya. If you will, Queen, can you hear me? I'm having trouble with my microphone this morning, and I I couldn't talk to you guys before the show, and I'm taking sure y'all can hear me now. Hold on one second, Queen. I'm just... Trying to get around this. I had the same issue last week, and I'm trying to fix it today. Can you hear me?
2: We can hear you loud and clear on this side.
0: Okay, got you. I'm going to have to do it from my phone again. This is super weird. I got a microphone. Can't even use it right now. All right, just wanted to make sure I could be heard, because I was trying to reach out to to y'all via the microphone, and y'all couldn't hear me. All right, so we are live and well, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of Intelligent Radio, as we ensure the free flow of opinions and puts the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Thank you, Queen, once again for being with us. We do have a returning special guest this morning, Brother William Agnew. So I've heard y'all give each other y'all salutations. But if you will, Queen, we'll start with you. If you will, say hello to the intellectual outcast out there tuning in, listening uh, live this morning with us. Hopefully they'll call in and get in on this discussion. But before we do so, Queen, if you will, give them a little bit of your background before we introduce our special guest.
2: Absolutely. Good morning, good morning. It's your girl, Jendayi, a.k.a. Mrs. Hill Jones, the uh, owner of, or should I say, founder of Black Grown and Married, where the simplest things can make the biggest difference when we collectively work together for healthy relationships to establish healthy communities. Um, I am a graduate from FAMU as well as of and University, background in community psychology. i not only working in the city, I live here. So that's just a little synopsis of me, and uh, I guess we'll pass it on over to Brother Williams, who's also out of the DFW. <laughs> absolutely, 100%. Uh, you,
0: want me to go, go, you want me to introduce myself?
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> go ahead, Brother.
0: You've done this before okay. many a time. You, you've been many uh, a returning uh, guest. I think you've done one of our two-hour shows as a as a conversation with smart people, which we don't have that series anymore, but you've definitely been on that a few times. So a lot of people may already know you, but go ahead, Brother. Please introduce yourself. Well yes, my name is William Agnew. Uh I live currently in uh Dallas, Dallas, uh, Texas, as previously stated. Uh, and you know, I I like to think of myself as a journeyman for the most part, you know. Uh I, I just I, I love business. I'm a businessman. I have an MBA uh undergraduate in uh engineering, electronics engineering. Um, I started in corporate America. really wasn't the thing for me. Once I got into it, I realized I didn't really love the politics of it all that much, although it was really, really uh, good to me. And uh, so I transitioned into the entrepreneurial space, and I've never looked back since. So it's been quite the journey, quite the learning experience. And now at this point in my life, I just love to give back you know, from, a, from an education standpoint because I know a lot of what I've experienced and learned, uh, a lot of people don't have access to. And so I love bringing that access very humbly, bringing that access and that information back to uh, my community, uh, my African American community more more so. But you know, just people in general. But definitely with the emphasis on uh, the Black community. So you know, that's what I do, and that's why I love being on shows like this, right? So I can give back to that to, to our community. So yep. Now I love both of you, in um, particularly picked y'all out because of one of your various backgrounds, and Jindai, you've definitely held us down as one of our queens of interlake members, as we always do. We keep a sister on the show to hold us down. We will be introducing another returning guest here, hopefully pretty soon, Baba Amin, Ojiwok to this conversation, um, but we're going to get started till we get that brother on as well, and we're going to start the way we always start. For anybody that's a first-time listener, do, we do our shows in the form of a question, basically, we try to Ask a bunch of the right questions to see if we can get to an answer or a solution or at least a different level of understanding, and that's what I will be stressing upon today because this is a show that, in a general, we we visited this show on, on other forums, if you will. This morning's discussion question is, has integration hurt or helped the African-American community? So we've talked about this. And it's just basically I've gotten a little more information since the last time. We've been running this show for seven years, so you can imagine we've touched this show more than one occasion. But I got a little more information, and I hope that uh, my guest as well as you, Jendaya, we will do what we do best. Consider what the other side has to say so that we can learn from one another despite what we may believe. But the way we always start the show is very simply, when you first heard the question, the way you heard it, word it this way. What was your first initial thought? Don't go into the second or third thought yet. It's so going get that initial thought. Has integration hurt or helped the African American community? What was your initial
3: thought to that question, tonight
2: Absolutely. When I read it, I was like, Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Uh uh in business and family and community.
0: Fair enough. All right, Williams again as a returning special guest, I'll turn that question. Right over to you. Same way. Just the initial thought when I said, "Hey, brother, been on the show many a times. Do you mind coming on this show?" Here's the question: What was your initial thought? You know, you always get me with this initial thought thing because you know I'm a. I, I like to think of myself as a very deep thinker, and so anytime I hear a question posed like that, I, you know, me personally, I like to go. You know, I, I take time to analyze it to get to the the meat of it, but. Um. You know, my brain just like I said, I'm a very engineering brain, and when I think of, you know, I, I apply words, certain words like the word integration, I often apply those to my engineer, to my engineering experience. Whether that's good or bad, I don't know. But integration in itself is an interesting concept, simply because, you know, and this is how I think, and my initial thought is it because, and when you look at just what integration is, there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it, and um, just in my experience from a technical standpoint and I don't see it as a bad thing by any means. Uh, I just see it as a thing that's either done the right way or the wrong way, right? And so that's how I look at it. A lot of times when we look at it from a business perspective or a technical perspective, uh, we look at it different than we do from a human perspective. And for me, there's very small differences from an engineering perspective. So I just think integration is one of those things that's kind of natural and it's one of those things where you're looking to get a better outcome in terms of the entire process. It's just a matter of how you actually do it. So as applied to black America, I think it was just done. All right, let me jump in. We're going, jump, we're going to jump in. We're going to jump in. We just want that initial thought. So you, <laughs> yeah. I got it. I got, if I gather, yeah, if, if I heard it correctly, if I heard it correctly, it was just you saying, hey, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it because of your engineering mind. So that was your first initial what? thought. Fair enough. And so what I'll share with you, we'll go to our first initial break. We'll open up the phone line and let others jump in as well. But my initial thought, which if you are very familiar with the show, you know I would say the answer is somewhere in the middle. And that's, right. to me, what's worth having the dialogue. And, and I, I try to, in a sense, encourage people to get away from the extremes. The truth is rarely in the middle. Again, it's not even about who's right on this conversation It's just us having a dialogue from all of our perspectives. And again, and, and as I said, I intentionally chose you where you're knowing how you're, you in a sense, how your mind works. Um, asking mm-hmm. Daya to be a part of this because I know how she feels about it. And again, hoping to get Baba mean, but we gonna rock. Um, you know, when we get that brother on, we'll just continue rocking. As we go, we are up against our first break and we will get into this morning's discussion question. Has integration hurt or helped the African-American community? And, you know, William, as, your, as our special guest, I will let you, in a sense, continue your thoughts since you were wanting to jump into it after the break. Um, okay. will keep in mind there will be cuts that I'll be playing, and i highlight it. Um, you know, we all just highlight this real quick. We are on the uh, Martin Luther King birthday weekend, so I think it's appropriate that the first cut, uh, in a sense, after the break comes from him. We'll be right back. Well, all I ask is that you think. Do you simply want your taxes done this tax season? Or do you prefer to have your taxes completed by a professional on top of current and constantly changing tax codes? If so, look no further than S-Kinds Accounting and Tax Services. But each year, plenty of satisfied customers from around the country return for an efficient and professional tax experience. For small businesses... S-Kind's Accounting and Tax not only provides bookkeeping and accounting on a monthly, quarterly, and or yearly basis, but S-Kind's Accounting and Tax goes above and beyond to provide yearly tax strategies to increase the bottom line, profits. While no one likes when Uncle Sam or the IRS comes knocking, know you're in good hands with S-Kind's Accounting and Tax. Call them today at 770-947-3667. Again, that's 770 947 Three six six seven, or email them at advice at the,
4: the last thing Dr. King ever
0: said to me five days, as a matter of fact, before he was murdered, was he was at my home. We had just finished a strategy meeting on the Poor People's Campaign. And he seemed quite agitated after
4: what we thought was a very successful gathering and discussion. And he said to me, I said, what's the, what's the matter, Martin? You seem very agitated. He said, well, I am. Because I've come upon a thought that I don't know how to deal with at this moment. I said, Well, what is it? He said, We fought law
0: for integration. It looks like we're going to get it. I think we get the laws. He said, But I'm afraid that I've come upon something I don't know quite what to do with. I'm afraid that we're integrating into a burning house. Welcome back to the Mitzadah Law Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co host Jandiah Hill Jones. Our special guest is William Agnew. We also have Brother Baba Amin jumping on the stage with us. This morning's discussion question Has integration hurt or helped the African American community? Let me introduce. Baba Amin, very briefly, and we'll get right into what you just heard and let William continue his thought as well. Thank you, Baba Amin, for being on with us, if you will, King. Uh, give a one-line background. We can see she coming in, uh, you know, in in in, the, in mid-show, so give a one-line background. <laughs> we do want to say hello to you, and thank you for participating in this conversation once again because we've had you on before talking about this issue. But if you will, King, let them know who you are, and then we're going to go to William's thought all on right. the, his – continue his thoughts and go to the, his thoughts on that cut as well. Go ahead.
4: Uh, all right. Morning, Peace and power, so I pray. I pray.
3: Peace, good morning, grand rising to all. I pray that my signal is clear this morning. You know, I'm out here in the country, you know, but uh, I'm Babameen right? Ojuwok, co-founder of the Uhuru Academy, and it's an honor to be here. No, absolutely. All
0: right, William, um, you heard, you know, I might have mixed you up a little bit, but I thought it was only appropriate, again, it's the Martin Luther King weekend, and that was, yeah. as you heard from um, Brother Harry Belafonte, five days before his death, uh, Martin was exploring this, con- this conversation of integrating. He said, "Hey, I, I think we may have integrated our people into a burning house." He says, "Here's a thought. I don't know what to do with." So, you know, you can continue your thought and jump in on that as well, and we'll get everybody's, you know, thoughts on that as well. Go ahead, King. Well, that's a pretty interesting cut. I mean, in regards to the cut, you know, the question I would ask is, you know, going ask asking a little deeper to get a little more clarity. Uh did he mean whether the house is already on fire because there's layers to that right? Is the house already on fire in, in in regards to the behavior that they're already exhibiting, is that something that's already inflamed or is bringing us into the house going to set the house ablaze so that would be you know that that'd be kind of the clarity I'd be looking for because both are are not the proper way to integrate right and getting back to my to my statement. Mm-hmm. You know, again, from an engineering perspective, you know, I, I often, like, my experience with integrating anything, so, I, so I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Like, when we look at processes, right, the process is always starts with the objective. What's the objective? It's always to better the outcome, to make the outcome of what you're trying to achieve more proficient, more efficient, more productive, a better outcome. You're trying to improve upon the outcome, which is society. So integration from an engineering standpoint is very important, and starting there. So if you're going to take a process that's outside of a process and integrate it into a process, then those processes have to work cohesively to mm.
4: um,
0: to, 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 to 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 get the outcome that you would want, or or maybe the outcome that you want isn't necessarily best for all of, <laughs> everybody for that see. Person, right? Mm. But with that being said, if you're doing it with the right intention, which most businesses do, because we know businesses, the, the the objective is to increase the bottom line, the revenue. It's always money first, right? And so if we're trying to make more money by being more efficient, more productive, right, uh, 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 with, you know, in in that sense, then our integration objective is to make sure we take the the thing that we're integrating into that process to get a better cohesive outcome. So all processes have to be working together and they have to be working as one. And so for if you want to apply that to the human experience, such as our experience, we weren't integrated that way, right? We We were totally just thrown into a burning house, if you will, right? Going back to the clip. Yes, we were integrated into a burning house. We got what we thought we wanted in terms of the, what we saw in terms of the ability to be serviced at restaurants, the ability to ride the bus, the ability to, you know, to 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 do the things, but in terms of how that system worked with us, right? It was very detrimental to our ability to move forward in a therapeutic psychology kind of way, and so that continues to hold us back to this very day. Because as we pass those mindsets down, we continue to pass down the same mindset that we had even. When we were integrating in the first place. And that's kind of what keeps us, in my opinion, and it's strictly my opinion, that's kind of what keeps us in the space that we're in, even though if you just look at integration and in in, in, in what we claim it to be, we get to participate, but we're participating in what type of system? Is it efficient? Is it productive? Does it help us? Does it move us forward? And you can always, Yeah, let's that, figure obviously. that out. Let's figure that out. Let me jump on Baba Amin in here as our guest. Mm-hmm. Um, his thoughts yes. on that cut, I don't know one that he's very <laughs> familiar with, uh, but just, right. in a sense, your thoughts. And and I definitely, really, unfortunately, kind of cut off MLK's full thought. So not the full context, mm-hmm. which was a fair question by William, but again, right. I know you know some of that context as well. So if you will, King, just kind of jump in your thoughts. want to get to Jandai mm-hmm. as well. I got a caller, so, you know, um, if you will, jump in, King.
3: Right, right. And I'll be brief. I, I feel, <clears throat> excuse me, in that quote uh, by Harry Belafonte when he was talking about that conversation with Dr. King, I think the Burning House comment um, it came as a result of Dr. King's frustration at standing that, yes, we want to integrate into opportunity. We want to integrate into equality, but we don't want to integrate into what America is. Dr. King was also fighting. Uh, To keep America from embracing the prison, I mean, the uh, military industrial complex, uh, 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 exploitative practices and extreme capitalism, uh, the exploitation of the poor. Uh, So I think now the king understood and, and became aware, okay, what are we integrating into? You know, and, and what does that mean? Does that mean that, that as as as, as African Americans, Africans, we wanna become the capitalists and the imperialists and, and are we gonna be down with the US agenda? So he was trying to shift society. Yep. you know, at, at, at while, while also trying to lift up our position in that society. And that's where he mm-hmm. ran into that wall. He's like, you know, we may get some integration. We may we start getting some jobs and things like that, but we're integrating into a system that's not built to last, that he didn't have any faith in. Jindal, your thoughts on that cut?
2: Ooh, that was solid, Bob. I mean, I like that.
3: Yeah, it
4: was. Um, it was. Like, <laughs> for
2: me, that. that. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 was right into it, kinda of like where I'm going with it when it came to the, the notion of the burning house. I feel like his his approach um was not only about equal rights but yet, you know, resources. And he realized that even with that approval, um, the, the real ask is not was not really being answered you know uh, after the approval remember that they they, they white flighted they focused on leaving us behind and 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 uh, uh well we had to leave who we were behind when you think about like mm-hmm. the schools and everything that we integrated into when it came to our businesses you know um and things like that even even our communities so mm-hmm. we would we we white we black flighted with them going into what we thought was better mm-hmm. You know, so I think, like, all of that is, like, going into the bigger picture because it wasn't just about us. Like, we were the primary focus. Let's be clear now. You know, but the bigger picture, are we moving into, are we integrating into a system that we'll be able to sustain this stuff, you know, That's or that. is this more exploitation as we go?
0: Yeah, I will say this, and I'll go to Brother Kevin waiting to get in as well. For anybody else that wants to get in, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, 646 646- 787 you have to press one to let us know you want to speak uh absolutely the resource was definitely the resources was definitely his focus um uh, baba amin yes definitely gave beautiful context near the end of his life um dr king had even fell out with even some of his peers prior to uh you know prior to right prior to his death because of his stance if you will against um the, the u.s military's um, movement into Vietnam, if you will. So even people that had been his mm-hmm. allies before, kind of, and so, so Bob mean actually brought in more context than I expected. So I wanted to be real fair to that and give a little more context to yeah. anybody yet who was unaware of that. Because uh, what I would highlight, and we'll go to Kevin, is uh, when you ask that question, William, to give you that context of, you know, what was he meaning by the burning house? A big portion of his new focus, and he felt like he had kind of missed the boat on this, at this stage in his life was, he uh while knowing that the laws was the most important focus and we'll get into that a little bit after this call, but the laws which is what the when he talked about we'll get the laws. So that was re very the fo- was the focus, but he realized without resources it was gonna be there was a lot of aspects which was gonna be ineffective for, you know, not only the African American community, but you know, we understand how Dr. Martin Luther King is focused. You know anybody that was poor that was getting in a sense disenfranchised from the overall system, but oh, you know, but realizing unfortunately our history was such that we were in a sense in that bottom rung because of what had happened, uh, you know, prior to that point. So it was the resources was the focus, and the burning house was just, hey, getting the laws won't be enough without the resources. That was definitely a huge focus. Let's get um, brother Kevin yeah, out of South Carolina cool. on the on the line. Hi, right, brother Kevin. What you got for us? Give us your three sisters this morning.
3: What's going on, and brother? I mean, my ball, man? You got to wink up. You down here, south? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. man. Exactly. And always a pleasure, you know. And uh, uh, mm-hmm. brother Marty Waters, I ain't know his name.
0: <laughs> I just thinking at you could. look at We make things a lot more difficult
3: than what they need. We know what King means. King meant that. We didn't become a part of a system that is never, ever, ever going to concede to us because its very livelihood depends on our subjugation. He knew. We didn't, matter of fact, he found out that there was no such thing as integration when it came to black people in America. We only assimilated. Like I said, we gave up everything that
0: we had in order to Mm -hmm. maintain
3: the system that is going on right now. See, we got to ask as a people, what is our end? What is our end destination? And right now, if you look around, you see the end destination. Right. We have broken up our family. I mean, our families have been broken up by the system, and we we were tricked in to supporting that wholeheartedly.
0: He man, look here, we did I messed up. That's basically what he said. I messed up.
3: I let all these so-called liberals oh. guide me down this road. Oh, gays, because remember now they've always used us as a battering ram to get whatever they've had. We've always been the one, the pendulum
0: that swings between the conservatives and the, uh, you know, the liberals. And they only use us just for that. And we get we get bamboozled thinking that we are part of them. We're not. They only use us as tools
3: to fight their never-ending the war between each other. And when they do. Fighting each other, then they go back to us, back on the oppression of us as business as usual. Right. But uh, so, you know, I'll point
0: So, brother, I say. so you know, Kevin, as usual, I usually disagree with damn near everything you say. We... <laughs> <laughs> sorry about the I got to cut oh, you off let you get, a... hey, hey, get your whole shot off. So I said, I'm, I'm not gonna interrupt Kevin. I'm gonna let him get his whole shot out.
4: That is not what Dr. You know,
0: Martin Luther King understood at the end. I would lean it towards some a lot of what wow. William said. He realized he had made mistakes in the process of integration. Not what you said. That there was an idea that they were <laughs> never going to accept us because they're still writing. Even in them five days, there's still conversations even in those five days. He has a book that explains some of what we're talking about, and that's not what he thought, man. So I'm going to say that to mm-hmm. you, and we're going to keep this conversation going. If you want to get back in, you want to have to come let off me say back on the one. Re- go ahead. I say one let me second. Re- one I, didn't, I didn't go in there. Re- I think you're wrong. I'm re- re- just telling you, you got yeah. it backwards. Go ahead,
3: brother. Uh, okay. All right. The so uh, reason why I see this is that I've been in this fight, okay, oh. many many years and I've always been with the fight with them part of that mistake was because I've been walking the same shoes that he almost walked I've been with those liberals and I've listened to the things that they remember now King was a nice man just always remember that King was a nice man and he was a pastor and he knew he had to say certain things in a certain way and and in fact that was kind of a, 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 a crutch to him he couldn't really say what he really wanted to say i mean he couldn't do the things he really wanted to do he was not they did tell you how non-violent he was they don't tell you about all the guns he had in the house and them fellow convinced him to take the guns out of the house So how can you be part of a non-violent movement you got guns protecting your own family you understand what i'm saying remember there's a lot of things that are saying right, so
0: and not is. I'm going to jump in. we going to continue conversation. we jump in because you're throwing in a bunch of information that's correct. He never took them guns out of his house, just so you know. And, and, and you, you started to talk about them in the way that I think this part, Bob, I mean, would agree with in this part, in this sense. Wow. King stayed radicalized, and that's why he took the stance against the war. So he never bowed down to the people when he wanted to speak. That's you thought like, the way they – they whitewashed him today. The King wasn't
4: nice
0: at all. He didn't, right. have, he didn't withstand forty daily death threats and be nice. That was not who that man was. I'll let you get back in a little later, uh, but I want to throw it back to William real quick to add a little uh, piece yeah, of context. Because it sounded like it sounded like William was kind of amazing. you know that was the first time you heard that portion of that um, cut. So let me give a little right. more. Barry Harry Belafonte says, "Hey, he asked him, well if you're feeling this way, you know what do we do?'" And he says we have to become fire. That was what MLK said in a response to him contemplating this thought.
3: I'm pretty
0: sure that resonates with you because, again, as an engineer, your mind can only go to solutions. And that was bored. The Poor People's Campaign that he obviously was killed and assassinated before that could ever be done. And so I'll throw Uh this out and get your thoughts. So he thought he had a solution. He says, "Hey, you may have seen the cut where he goes. We've seen the." I
3: lost you. Okay. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, I lost my sorry. Bye bye, Go
2: ahead, brother Williams. You want to just go ahead and jump in? Yeah. Well, well I say I think he was. He he would want
0: me to respond to the to the uh, the response that MLX, M, M, uh Dr. Martin Luther King had with saying, "Well, we need to become fire in order to properly mm-hmm. uh, approach the problem that he had uh, identified." Okay. On. Is that correct? Is that what you guys is that what you guys got? So I think yeah, that yeah. that's noble. That that makes sense because once you realize that so you it, it, again, it goes back to the system by which you're being integrated into. Once you get a full understanding, right? Mm-hmm. Like, of how that system operates, then you have to strategically to get the best out uh, the best outcome for what your objective is. Then you have to strategically say, okay, how do we do that in a system that isn't necessarily for us? Right? We have to play the way the system plays. And what you find in a capitalistic environment that we play in—that's if you look at the guys who quote unquote are successful in this system, there are guys who are able to. Adopt and adapt to this system more than people who can't, and so and and this is this is what I would say, right? A lot of it is understanding again what Dr. Martin Luther King was getting to, which is identifying what the system really is, and then going, okay, what's the strategic approach to making sure that we can operate, survive,
4: Mm -hmm. and get the outcome Mm -hmm. we're
0: looking for that we can look for, regardless of what the system is, right? I mean, any system that you go into, it doesn't matter what it is. It's like, okay, how do we adopt? How do we survive? And then, how do we change it, right? So now you have to kind of shift your mindset into not just being accepted in the system, but how do we get the outcome out of the only option that we have, that we have? That's right. life in general, right? Life deals you these times. You got. We see it in our community all the time. Guys play everybody. It's not a monolith, right? Everybody plays the game differently, right? And we see mm-hmm. there are some people who who get in to a certain lifestyle and they do it temporarily because they have to survive, right? And once they get to a place where they can change, right, they change. Some people choose not to, right? It's just a matter of what is the system, what's available, what are the tools available, and how do we adjust to that once we understand what it really is? And I think that's what Dr. Martin Luther King was coming into. He started to realize that, look, this thing isn't all peaches and cream, right? And he right. knew that, right? But. But he right. realized on the bigger, the bigger scope of it, like to bring my people with yeah. me, it's one, thing, it's one thing for me to do it for myself, right? And we see that happen. One-on-one, we have successful black people all the time, individually. But as a community, in order to bring my entire community, we're going to have to go back reset, readjust. And our, the way that I did it in terms of how I set the strategy up, we probably got to adjust that a little bit. So we're going to have to become right. fire. As opposed to being, right. you know, anything else, we're gonna have to kind of, you know, go in and. And I think when the when the when the when society when the when the system started to see that he was becoming fire, <laughs> right? That was his mindset. Now, okay, he's shifting mm-hmm. his mindset. We kind yeah, of going and became more of a threat. I Let me jump back in here. Yeah. I, got mm-hmm. I got knocked off. Thank y'all, carrying on the show. I got knocked off. We up against the break, <laughs> right. so we gonna 8-21. go to this break. But thoughts, and we'll come out of the break. Um, what you're about to hear on this cut is some. The mindset of some actual african-americans in the 60s while the in a sense, the, in a sense the civil rights movement if you will was taking place so i think it's very interesting in this conversation that we do go back to kind of see how people thought of it in a sense and love what y'all are saying right now and jenna and baba will get to y'all thoughts out of this break as well we'll be right back you're listening to the mental dialogue talk show where all i ask is that you think have you heard the adage that a picture is worth a thousand words? Well, meet Livy Blue Photography, a premier company specializing in capturing your family portraits and turning them into wall art that stands the test of time. One visit to their website, livyblue.com, and you will immediately be blown away by the experience as you peruse their gallery. The lead photographer, Olivia Northern, is a published photographer with over 10 years of experience in capturing families, weddings, and school senior portraits. If you want a breathtaking photography experience, contact Livy Blue Photography at livyblue.com. That's L-I-V-I-B-L-U-E dot com.
5: Uh, this is where the white man is wrong about this integration thing. He seems to be of the opinion that we want to intermarry, that we want to socialize, such as we're doing here now. This matter of friendship, I think, uh, uh, runs its own course. I think people seek their friends and make their friends in a natural course of association, be they black, white, green, yellow, or brown. But let me get back to what you originally said. They think we want to socialize with them. They think we want to sit with them. They think we want to go to school with their children. These are the things that they think. Well, we do. But we do want to go to school with them, of course. Well, the important but thing but is we don't thing. want to be denied. But the biggest thing is what they
2: fear. They but we, they to go. To go. Well, well, we don't want to This is not our It's not that we this don't this necessarily this want, want to go to school. Walter, no. Mary. this whole argument... There we go. Uh, this business infuriates me. The <laughs> yeah, attempt yeah. to, to explain I my I highest motivation to achieve the objectives of my life in terms of a bedroom or communism this I've got to go down on. I'm not going to stand still for this.
3: Well, it's certainly that the, the bedroom argument is always the argument that the, uh, the extremists, the lunatic friends, we might
1: say, always use that to try to end all discussion.
5: Well, isn't this ridiculous? It's too late for the bedroom argument. Long
1: since. I frankly think, Delores, that your your complexion
3: is <laughs> 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 enough to end <laughs> that argument right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the bedroom argument began back in slavery days, well, uh, and it did with the Negroes. Because I know of no Negro slave who had the courage to go into any white plantation owner's house and I
3: look invited. after his wife. Exactly, I exactly.
5: But many were in So we see which direction the motivation no, moves does. in. Yes. Well, anyway, I think that the whole argument, uh, the, the objection to the Southern, especially <coughs> the Southern white man, is the matter of intermarriage and socializing and so forth. And the day that he looks up and looks around to Negroes like us, he will find out that it's way too late, that he better get down off of that kind of an argument and find some other reason for objecting to us because we're not all black. Some of us are white, some of us are brown, some of us are the same color.
2: This whole business of integration, I think we've looked at it in one way, integration for the Negro. But I think that integration in America will free the white man. Integration will make the white man respect the 13th,
5: 14th, and 15th Amendment. It will make him respect the Bill of Rights. It will
2: make him become a, an American family, following his own constitution, which he has never followed properly, because Negroes would not be living in ghettos. We wouldn't have the separation by color.
0: Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Jendaya Bill Jones, our special guest, William Agnew, as well as Baba Amin. Just one discussion question. Has integration hurt or helped the African-American community? If I can give a little context, and then we'll go to you, Baba Amin. So okay. what, very interesting, again, just to kind of hear the mindset of people in that experience. And you heard, in a sense, two different angles. You heard the social angle the uh, of, you know, into the bedroom and that kind of thing, and then at the end you hear the brother point out respect the thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth amendment because you know we know the history of those things getting put in place, but years before, in a sense, those aspects of those amendments being respected for the you know whether it was the vote you know the right to vote and these type of things or whatever, those things were not respected. So here's something that often gets lost in the conversation about integration in today's time, in my opinion, when I've had these conversations. So typically when we get into the conversation, it's so focused on the social (laughs) side of it in due in part because of how we both know MLK story itself has been bastardized, right? The whole civil rights movement has been Mm -hmm. bastardized as if that was the focus. And there was this idea of just in a sense wanting to get next to the white man if you will and so we kind of look at it only from that perspective not realizing the only thing to include dr king himself the only thing that really mattered was the equal protection of the law that was devoid all throughout the you know after the reconstruction period right it was devoid (laughs) For African-Americans, they could buy land and somebody could come take the land, and you know, these type of things. And so there was this idea. Um, again, I, I agree with William. There was a certain approach take while taking the approach. He says, hey, we got to do something different because this is what matters in this system. In addition to wow. the laws. But the re- the laws were the focus, and most people don't realize it. I got an example I want to share with y'all, but I'm going to let y'all jump in before I get t- talk to y'all about the example that when I heard this example, it, it really opened my mind to really what our ancestors were fighting for. They were n- never fighting to be, in a sense, next to the white right man or in their <coughs> school right. to a degree in the way that we think today. It's really unfair right. to what they really cared about. Your thoughts, King?
3: Um, I believe I'm Bob. Which king? Yeah, Bob. Yeah, no, but
0: yes, two kings <laughs> on the line. We're living today. So you, Bob, <laughs> I you got your thoughts too. Again, you know, I know you know some of this context. Okay. Go ahead, Bob.
3: I I say, um, <clears throat> I agree with you, uh, Montoya. <clears throat> Excuse me, and in, and in, in not just in my studies of history, but just talking to elders in my family. You know, uh, my mother, who was born in Texas in 1936, wasn't wasn't the least bit interested in going to school. With white people, uh, uh, everyone in the community, they had they, they liked that they had Negro Day at the fair and White Day at the county fair. So Negro Day they had a lot of fun. White, if you if they, they were there, white folks, it wasn't going to be fun. It was going to be trouble, you know, because uh, uh, they weren't mm-hmm. the problem. Uh, you know, they like sitting in the balcony in the movie theater while the wife is at the bottom because they can throw popcorn on. Them. You know, like they didn't have issues with with wanting to fraternize with white people. the issue was, my mama didn't like the fact that when she opened up her history book or her book, not only did she see herself, but it's an old book that the white school handed down Mm -hmm. to their school,
4: Mm -hmm. that the
3: uniforms that the football team had were the old uniforms
4: Mm -hmm. that came
3: from from the white school. That was the issue that they had, the issue, excuse me. Of Of having access to education beyond the sixth grade period in certain towns in cities while white the white community had high schools right, and I think what mm-hmm. what what gets lost in the sauce is that not only was't integration it was't just about uh uh the black high school mixing with the white high school, and sometimes it was just there is no high school for black children in this city period right you know and and I don't want to gloss over the bedroom argument. Because off that bedroom argument was a key tool that was used in the establishment of the second confederacy in the first place if you go back to 1898 Wilmington, North Carolina you had an integration experiment right there where, where where black business ownership was at a premium you had rich whites, rich blacks middle class whites, middle class blacks poor whites, poor blacks but at that time black people were the party of Lincoln uh, they were Republicans and the Democratic Party used the bedroom argument of fear that black men were about to start raping White women. They ran articles, ads in the paper to galvanize poor white people, right, to not only continue to vote Democrat, but to bar black people from voting. And Wilmington, North Carolina in 1898 had a race riot where the Democrats uh, uh, literally took over the town without an election. Yep. They took every office in the town without an election, a coup in america happened and they established black codes that would be the blueprint for jim crow throughout the country and the main propaganda piece was that bedroom argument right so we can't gloss over a lot of these things and then as far as disenfranchisement with the 13th 14th and 15th amendment we have to understand that you had white politicians who stumped They publicly stumped and spoke that disenfranchisement of the black vote is what we have to do in order to save this country because of what black people were doing with the vote after the 15th Amendment was passed. By 1910, black people had over 20 million acres of farmable land in America. Hmm. They were taking over certain towns, building certain towns. And you had areas where there were more enslaved people than free people. Now these enslaved people can vote. Oh, Democrats, you're never going to win an election.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Not in these areas. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. So, and so let's we, we, not gloss over the 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 political agenda that was attached to all those tropes. These were fears that were taught to poor, illiterate whites because another fear. And this is another reason Dr. King got in the crosshairs, too. The other fear is that the rich white man who exploits the poor white man needs to give the poor white man white pride so he don't have to give him a livable wage. Yes, yeah, all, it. all part of it. It's all part of it. If you take away his white pride, then he's going to start looking and say, hold up, I'm getting exploited, too. You know, it's like, yeah, but in this formula, though, yeah, you're getting exploited, but at least you're not black. Exactly. And and that's and and where... A partner in, you know, so, yeah, just okay. throwing that out there.
0: And let me throw this out. Let me throw this out. So, you know, obviously we lost Dr. King, and I was trying to highlight this when my phone got cut off earlier, and I think it's a perfect time to throw this in there. Mm-hmm. So what also happened in him saying, let's become firemen, and him, in a sense, trying to create the quote-unquote poor people's campaign, that's mm-hmm. the mantle that no one took up, which kind of alludes, in my opinion... To what William said, okay, I'm in this process. Let me tweak this process because what I was focused on is going to hurt harm and hurt my people. And so, in tweaking the process, I think the part you just jumped on is the part that I feel like one, Dr. Martin Luther King understood, and he says, you know what? If we get rid of that barrier, the barrier of what you just talked about, the rich white man mm-hmm. exploiting the poor man, saying, hey, I just have this. I just have, you know, this pride, which is enough. At least I'm better than them, right? We you know, that started with the beginning of enslavement. So it was reiterated at the point that you're talking about, Baba me. So the reality of it is not only is he going against the um, uh, the, um, the um, military complex of the country, if you will, as far as where, he, where Martin King stood personally, but he's also saying, hey, Here's how we bridge that gap. So we're going to go march. We're going to have a poor people's march to to realize, <laughs> hey, we're all being exploited by the exact same people. And that's the most radicalized man that they didn't let continue. So it kind of speaks to, in my opinion, William's point of here's another solution. And that solution was realizing you're falling for a trick to think that your pride or your belief The same thing that they exploited to create Mm -hmm. this, because what did the rich do? The rich created the propaganda and allowed the ignorant folks to play out the violence.
3: Chairman Mm -hmm. Fred Hampton would do the same thing in Chicago, and that that also led to his assassination uh, when he was galvanizing poor whites and poor Latinos and organizing and was making great headway in that area, too. Uh, Good point.
0: Uh, Jindal, your thoughts,
3: and I want to hear William's thoughts as well.
2: Well that was all good right there. Y'all y'all kinda hit that, you
4: know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, in retrospect,
2: fair. that's what I was gonna say. Look, we're talking about I mean that uh Williams had made the point that it was a matter of re strategizing. Uh brother I mean pointed out like this was about resources, this wasn't about socializing with y'all, you know, and then uh you made you brought it all in. By saying, you know, what I'm saying, in the midst of uh, of the strategy you began to realize, look, here, there's only one, there, there's only one something mastering the puppets. You know what I'm saying? And then once we were able to get on one accord to realize, oh wait a minute, we all being played the same way. The brother was able to evolve it and, and recreate that strategy, moving into that poor people's campaign, and they right. they 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 didn't allow that to happen. You know what I'm saying? That's when it was like, oh no. You became bigger, even with with the Fred Hamptons, even with the Malcolm X's. Think about it. It was when they mm-hmm. evolved the strategy for other people to realize, no, no, this it's not just us. You know what I'm saying? They minute, they, they do right. the same thing to you. You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They began to no, shut sense. down these movements. You know, and, no, and, and, and these, these, these let these me go decisions. to another break,
0: Queen. I'm gonna have to get the Williams' thoughts afterwards. For the other callers out there, you do have to press one if you want to get in on this morning's discussion. We're up against I'll another break. An we'll be right back. And that was, uh, we'll be right back well, All I ask is that you think LNG Technology Services We are your industry leader in aircraft And heavy equipment repair services In commercial business for over 15 years LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment specific knowledge And are known industry wide for returning Worn out, broken and overused Ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community.
6: And into the white man's school we'll be brainwashed by the white man's educational system and we'll continue to look down upon ourselves and we'll continue to, to, to be a beggar to him because we'll continue to think that he's superior to us. Instead of the Negro leaders having the black man begging for a chance to, uh, uh, to dine in white restaurants, the Negro leader should be showing the black man how to do something to strengthen his own economy, to, to, make a, to give himself an independent economy or to provide job opportunities for himself, not begging for a cup of coffee in a white man's restaurant.
2: Dr. King is looking towards, and that is the day
3: when the Negro will be treated with dignity. Wasn't this, after all, the result of the Montgomery bus boycott?
6: No, because uh, I don't think you can... uh, Having an opportunity to ride either on the front or the back or in the middle of someone else's bus doesn't dignify you. When you have your own bus, then you have dignity. When you have your own school, you have dignity. When you have your own country, you have dignity. When you have something of your own, you have dignity. But whenever you are begging for a chance to participate in that which belongs to someone else or use that which belongs to someone else on an equal basis with the owner, that's not dignity, that's ignorance.
0: Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Jendaria Hill-Jones, as our special guest, so William Agnew, as well as Baba Me Ojuwok, as we hear Malcolm's perspective to a degree of what was happening at the time and kind of allude to understanding, literally, get, in my opinion, getting a better understanding of what exactly was being fought for, if you will. And I think sometimes the way we've learned history in our, quote, unquote, integrated schools makes us misunderstand that, again, that 13th, 14th, 15th Amendment was being dishonored um, in the way that... I mean broke down specifically how it was done because, as he mentioned, you know, for twelve years in the Reconstruction period, we were putting black senators in the in Congress, and I'm not saying that that's the goal here. He's just highlighting the reality of how our ancestors reacted when, in a sense, being free to act on their own accord before the KKK was revol- you know, brought about to disenfranchise intentionally, as he just said, politicians openly saying, get rid of the black vote because it's going to destroy our country. These are real-life propaganda, and what happened is that disenfranchisement is what led people prior to King, because King ended up being the face of that movement, prior to King that says, hey, if they can't honor the laws, we have no chance. And so the movement was about the laws, not being next to and just simply getting the dignity of the white man if you will i just want to kind of really point that out in the restrategizing as far as missing the resources that's what king realized but it wasn't just this idea and i'm highlighting this because i feel like most of us learn just aspects of the history and don't understand that at the end of the day not being able to get equal protection of the law is what mattered most. I'm going to give this real quick example and William, I want to hear your thoughts on this. So I remember finding this um, this article in Time about in a sense as the momentum, King and them were getting the momentum of the movement uh, in a sense, mainly really being focused on equal protection of the law because it was not being honored. And Time decided to do a special edition article on this black farmer in some part of Texas where you, where you guys are at right um and he had become very successful prior to integration and they were highlighting him because he was so like time magazine was going to do an article on this black farmer because he had become successful whereas unfortunately A lot of our population still was even coming out of sharecropping, believe it or not, as late as the 50s. World War II is kind of what ended sharecropping in this country, believe it or not. But he had been successful for a number of years, doing very well. And so they went and interviewed him about his process, why he was successful and things of this nature, and they asked him the question about segregation and moving to integration. And he was an advocate for integration – and here's why. So in his success, he talked about his competition could just, when they find out his supplies coming to his farm, things of this nature, and they realize, oh, this is our competition, they could just sabotage his supplies coming to his farm. He had no recourse as a black man going to the courtroom and say, hey, this former over here or this group over here did this to me. There was no recourse. So he was an advocate not to integrate and go to school, as Baba mentioned, with the white man. He just wanted to get the same status in the courtroom so that they couldn't just break the law and sabotage even him. He became successful despite that. But it was a that was not the norm. Like we we, we even in having our own. I'm going to even put this in context. The, the 14, the, the, the 20 or 14 million acres of land that our ancestors acquired during that reconstruction period, it was only 200,000 blacks that acquired all that land. It was 10 million black people in 1910. I, I, the reason I give this extra and this specific context is because once you understand the context, you can better learn how to understand the history versus the way it is given to us. The reason I, that 210,000 blacks that had all of that land matters is because that wasn't the reality for most of our people. So our ancestors were saying if we can get protection of the law, we can get more people to that status, but without it, you're gonna have examples like the farmer I talked about. And here's the last part, and William, please jump in. Just from them pushing, just for them promoting that article, and the guy said he was for integration, mainly focused on the laws. He got so many death threats that Time Magazine paid the money to move his family out of Texas because. He was going to be killed just for saying he was for integration. But I want to highlight it had nothing to do with being, quote, unquote, next to the white man. But if you don't know that context, you would think that's what he wanted. Go ahead, William. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think you guys are hitting the nail on the head. I really appreciate this uh, this conversation because, and Montoya, I really appreciate what you're doing because you're showing that differentiation between holding people accountable which is essentially what we're talking about, it's accountability. It's like recourse accountability. And if you don't have that in a system that you operate in, then you have nothing, right? If you can't hold the authoritarians or the people in control of the system accountable, you're at mercy. And that's that king and queen type ship that we uh, are not supposed to be built. Uh, the United States is not supposed to be built on that. It's supposed to be the people. we the people, right? Constitution. But in essence, what you what, what we're trying to, to, to to do it, which Dr. Martin, Martin Luther King, this is where I think he found his his, um, his 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 complexity or his problem, right? He fought for the accountability, which was a great movement. He did that, right? And he got to this place where he realized, okay, we're getting the accountability piece. We got it. That was the civil rights movement. We're here. But now that we're here, it the bus moved too fast because now what happened was, all of a sudden the doors opened wide and now you got a rush of people rushing into the system who don't have the mindset, right? And he realized that, like, oh my God, right? I fought for this accountability piece. We're on the books in terms of recourse justification and how we apply to the law. Now we can fight. It's like the example of this farmer. Now, you know, I can I can fight this 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 disingenuous, this unfair, this because it's the law and I can I have recourse to hold The powers that be accountable, you have to have that. If you don't have that, you have nothing because then they can do, kind of an example you're giving them until you what they want to do with you. So you have to fight for that first. Dr. Martin Luther King didn't have a choice to get us the equal rights under the law first. But once you get people there, if the door swings too fast and you have a rush, now you have no time to orientate the people. They're coming out of trauma. What you're doing is I used to work, and i give you guys my, this example. I used to work at a place called Crisis Stabilization Program, and I used to work with kids. And the first thing we do, the first thing we did is we stabilized, which was the name of the organization. We stabilized the person that was being victimized. That was the first because they have to realize before we can even start the process of integration or reassimilation or any of that kind of stuff, therapy, treatment. We have to put them in a safe environment, and they have to know that that environment is safe that they came out of, right? The problem with moving people too fast, so it would be like taking that kid, uh, stabilizing that kid, Mm -hmm. and then immediately putting that kid back into a new home. You're going to have so many issues. You're going to have so many problems because you haven't gone through the process of, number one, identifying and letting the, the victim know that, hey, you're safe. Number one, let's get you safe. So now you can work on the therapeutic process of re-educating yourself and resetting your mindset to then be integrated into a system that you either need to solve because it's not going to adjust to you or it's ready for you. You just don't know how to embrace it. And, and that was the problem that I think Martin Luther King, and there's a big divide in that. And, 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 and Montoya, again, I appreciate what you're doing because you're showing that clarity of, okay, let's get accountability first. We got that, right? but the door swung open way too fast. And now all of a sudden we got a little girl who's nine years old trying to go into a school where grown white men are screaming at her, right? That's trauma. Can you right. imagine that trauma? Can you no, imagine that tra- no, that's, I that's trauma? No, I cannot. I often worry, again, we're called mental dialogue. I often worry, like, what the hell is Ruby Bridges like as an adult? Because right. how many – black parents would have been saying hell nah and most black parents <laughs> probably was on some hell nah. I'm not sending my daughter into that situation. F that. Because of what you're talking about. Let me jump exactly. back in with Bob I mean we got a couple okay, minutes okay. before we go to the top of hour. Sure. So I want to hear his thoughts. We're gonna go to the top of the hour and keep this conversation going. If you're trying to get in on you have to press one. If you wanna call in it's six four six seven eight seven one six nine one. You have to press one to speak. Bob, I mean you got a couple of minutes before I go to the top of the hour. Go ahead, brother. Did I lose you? Oh, I'm sorry. I muted you one second. Remember,
3: we're live in the breaks, brother, so let me get you back live. Give me one second. All right, here we go, Bob. I mean, go ahead. You got two minutes.
4: All right, minutes. cool, cool.
3: All right, cool. I would say that one of, one of the most puzzling aspects of uh, the whole school integration argument was how Kenneth and Mamie Clark's uh, doll experiment was used to justify integration by saying that the white black children were choosing the white doll over the black doll, who said being around more white people would cure that? <laughs> like, who, who, who said that, oh, I know the answer to, to being affirming and, and accepting ourselves. We need to surround our children with white people. We should surround them with white images at school just on top right. of what they see on TV. That'll fix the problem. Who said that? and And that, to me that's one of the most puzzling aspects. you doubled down on the issue and actually wow. created generations of consumers of way, yeah you 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 generated you 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 actually raised a generation that exchanged ownership for inclusion and you and exacerbated this, the mental problem you didn't solve it
0: agreed, and I think this is the complexity that Dr. Martin Luther King actually realized. Once we got the ability to hold people accountable, he realized that the that the strategy with the door swinging open way too fast was a strategy to to negate that that advancement that we actually had. Right, that was a purposeful nah, strategy. Sad, All right, man. Let me jump to this. Yes, now nah, that's dope. Let's jump to this uh, break. If you're on the line, you have to press one to get in with us. But you're so right, Baba. I mean, that just you like you just hit me like with a bag of bricks with that. I'm like, whoever got that person's degree, they need to put, yeah. just, just burn yeah. down the whole college. Uh, if class. I, if, if so a study's ever been, been missing, that study was. They give out uncertified <laughs> degree. Whoever the hell did that? <laughs> All have right, gonna get some break out. We'll be right back. It, it was perfectly done. i took some from them from that ball experience but go ahead yeah we ever get the break out we live on the break we live on the break Babe,
2: okay. hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt I like that
0: oh I got this at moneymotivation.com it's fresh right
2: yes and I love the message on it too you are the hustle huh
0: that's what the shirt says I am the hustle they embody the entrepreneurial spirit and what I like the most it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out.
2: If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong?
0: Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour.
2: I like those. What's their IG?
0: At moneymotivation.co.
2: But do they have any ladies gear?
0: Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, Put up their website, MoneyMotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. see still know me. Cause
3: I look like money.
0: Seekers, please understand, Mental Dialogue is much more than just a talk show. Each and every Saturday, we communicate with you for two reasons, to dialogue and connect. On the Dialogue side, we cater to you intellectual outcasts who feel you have no place for honest discourse on race, sex, culture, and African-American business. On the Connect side, we've created a community where you can connect with experts specifically in finance, whether personal or business, and mental health, whether it's trauma or to optimize performance along with all the other skill sets from other MD community members. Our mission was to create a virtual nationwide neighborhood where African Americans learn to trade ideas, goods, and services through social media, meetups, and this podcast. To become a neighbor of the Mental Dialogue Community Club, please visit us at mentaldialogue.com. We are better with you than we are without you. We can be neighbors even though we don't live next to each other. Hashtag raise the culture. Lawrence Palmer has spent his whole life here. When I was growing up, it was a close-knit community. Someone got a house to be built. Everybody joined in and helped that person build that house. Don't have to pay a dime. And time to come around to you, or the community get together and do the same thing
7: to you. And now it seems like a lot of people are trying to get this property right here. Oh, yeah. They are moving in very swiftly. And are people trying to actively get your land right now? Are they trying to buy your lands? Oh, yeah.
6: They tried to buy my property uh, several times.
0: That's I told them, no, it's not a sale. When I should die, I hope that some of the family member would step up and uh, try to keep it for the future generation. This community was one big family. But now the community is far divided. Everybody is uh, more like an individual. Number one, looking out for number one, the heck was the rest. As the push to sell keeps on building, the Gullah are running out of options.
6: If we look at the situation on the Fusky Island right now, a lot of the native people are gone. The few pockets of of Gullah Geechee on St. Simon is drying up like the water of California today. It's all but non-existent.
3: How can we stop this? We don't really have a community I, I guess we have maybe a few neighborhoods, but not a real community. And I think we need to develop them. And that's one way to stop people from encroaching on your land.
2: We need to meet with each other. We don't. We want to meet right after the funeral when emotions are out of control.
3: There's a serious erosion of trust too within the black community. Mm-hmm. Without trust, we can't. We definitely can't be unified. I mean, in my family, we lost a lot of land. But but the thing of it is, is like I started something new. I started buying land, and I wanted because I know the importance of land. And I want to keep it in the family. I want to
6: keep it going. This is something that we all need to take with us and to explore ways in which we can do that. And one of the ways that we may have to do this is the African spirit. And let's see whether or not the African spirit can come and bring some knowledge or wisdom into this problem that we are having as a culture and as as a people. The answer to our problem in riots. So, my slogan is not burn, baby, burn. My slogan is build, baby, build. Organize, baby, organize. Learn, baby, learn so that you can earn, baby, earn. That's
0: my slogan. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black team along with special guest co-host Jendaya hey. Hill-Jones, special guest Bob <laughs> Baba Amin, as well as Williams yeah. Agnews. I played uh, a cut uh, from some, go- from some uh, men who are considered Gucci down in South Carolina, and I ended it with MLK saying, hey, Bill, baby, Bill.
3: Uh, MLK uh, had bars, on. man.
0: Oh yeah, um, baby. yeah. Um,
2: That was my line. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And I'm highlighting that because we're on the MLK weekend and it's only right that we tell our own story, right? Because this is the, right. the piece that people don't understand. Right. So, it's, you know, because when you, when you're told it was, you know, um, I have a dream and that conclusion played over and over on the radio and you don't realize that even in his integrating, this was the expectation and I could play other cuts. I won't right. do it where he's saying we had go to take your money out of that bank and put your money in our bank. Like these and are Black things bank. that MLK feel, baby, absolutely feel. believed in, you know, absolutely believed in. So that's why it's necessary in, in my opinion, and my role in the media is that we tell our own story. So that's what we attempt right. to do. You know, even in this dialogue, because that dream has been misappropriated into even this conversation. Has integration hurt or helped the African-American community? And I'll still stand by this. And you just thought about whether anybody agrees. I'm going to let William jump in real quick here. But at the end of the day, I always say, again, the answer's in the middle. So there's places where it's helped. There's places where, where it's hurt. We are hearing examples <clears throat> where it, it's hurt. And uh, I still love how William said that should be the discussion versus just saying it's for us or not because the reality is what it is. And I agree with William as King, Dr. King was coming to realize that reality, he wanted to, in a sense, have a discussion about what he – I think William just alluded to, the idea of stabilization to actually navigate the current system, the current, the current Circumstances, because what I've always said, and we please go right after this. What I've always mm-hmm. said—that's the part that never happened. So in the transition, right. we've never been able to sit on the proverbial couch to deal with the right. psychology. Go ahead, right. um, William. Yeah, yeah. Going back to that, uh, to the previous uh, example I was given with the uh, crisis stabilization program again, which was the name of the, the facility. Right. First thing was to stabilize. Right, and stabilize gives you that safe environment. You have to feel safe to move forward. A lot of times, you have to feel somewhat safe to move forward effectively and productively, especially as a community. That community. The reason why we have community is for that safety feeling, or that safety, uh, that feeling that we're in a place where we <laughs> don't have to worry about, you know, the things that, uh, that that keep us down. Right, and we never had the ability. Number one, stabilize after we. Uh, gain accountability, holding them accountable. We never had that chance, like you say, Montoya. Sit on the couch and then be in a uh, an environment. This is what this is what therapy is: safe environment, right? And then actually process that to understand this is who we are, and this is how we want to attack what we gain, as opposed to again the door swinging wide open and just saying, okay, assimilate, right? And one thing you you if you if you hang around enough, you know, uh, Europeans or white people or Caucasians, whatever you want to call them. Right, you will realize that assimilation is part of the strategy to keep you in a place, right? It's, it's, it's kind of what Kevin said. I don't want to, you know, uh, I know Kevin, I don't want to take away from anything he said, uh, but assimilation versus integration is two very, very, very mm. different things. When you integrate, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't change your values. Mm-hmm. From, you mm-hmm. are, let, 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 me, let me say this real quick. You, and, and, and integration, back to the engineering aspect, you don't change your part of how you process. You integrate your part of how you process into a system that already exists. So you're not assimilating and changing any value that you bring or that you already do. What you're doing is you're adding your value to the process to improve the entire process as an ecosystem as a whole. And so the problem again that I think very fitting that Dr. Martin Luther King understood is that as we go into this this new thing that we've achieved in terms of holding people accountable, what we have not done and did not have the time to do was the message that you saw kind of change, which was, you know, earn, baby, earn. Okay, so how do we do that, Dr. King? What's the process? Do we have to change? Do we have to assimilate? Or can we continue to bring the value that we know we already have, which leads into the Black Panther movement. That was kind of that movement that you saw where people started to go, yeah, I'm, I'm beautiful. This Afro, you see it? It's beautiful. This, this power, is this black being black, I'm strong, right? And so the, the strategy to then uh, 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 to, to tear that down became a whole different, and that's a whole different conversation. But, you know, there was a movement, CIA operative movement, to actually destroy that. Once they saw that Dr. Martin Luther King had been removed, right, that was one of the things that we started to have this revelation that we're talking about today. Okay, we don't need to assimilate. We don't need to change. We are strong. We just need to do us the way we do it and have the the ability to hold people accountable. And so, you know, it's, you know, if that makes sense. Like, no, it makes a purpose. It's layered. It's layered. I want to go to Jindaya. Yeah, you said a lot. Go ahead, Jindaya. Any
2: thoughts, Cream? Oh, it's a lot for that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, when you're dealing with, because, you know, you got to be careful with, 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 with assimilation and acculturation, like, for that matter. Because um, when you take on what somebody else is everything, you know what I'm saying. I think one of our sacrifices has been releasing hours or forgetting hours or letting it go. You know, I think I'm gonna go back. I want to go back though, when we were talking about accountability. I think in in MLK's position or just a situation like he realized instead of accountability that we were being pacified because the laws came with the resources and protection. Uh, it didn't. It didn't come with it. You know what I'm saying, and so when you're when you're dealing with it, I think it's a quote: um, "No man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. Yet the laws are not created accordingly because you're dealing with with, with, with the system <laughs> where they they they're the main. They 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 feel like they are the island. You know, it's not being uh, inclusive. So I think that goes back into that segregation's piece about us using." Our resources, our tools. I just feel like the quote that they just that that we just played, even though that was said in the sixties, it's what's happening right now. <laughs>
0: it
4: is what's happening today. When say
2: what's me. happening right
0: now, I just want to make sure I'm following what you said. What's it's what, happening to today? Sure yes. What's happening? What's, it? what's I happening? it? I want to know what it is I want to make sure I'm understanding. I oh yeah, oh yeah, that was that right was a current. I, you're the, about the oh the, yeah, the oh, well, that was current. That's actually current. talking about how the land... You're talking about that part? Right,
2: like helping establish No, that's, a current, that's a current quote. That's a current quote.
0: I just want to put context. I'm sorry if I didn't get a context. That's a current situation. So but I but I want this is the same
2: thing sure. that we were talking about during the 60s and 70s. This is the same stuff that 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 the black power movements mm-hmm. were about. You know what I'm saying? Like when, once you realize mm-hmm. the reality that these people believe that they're the island. Okay, and that's it—that they're not going with, with with the humanitarian approach that that you know what I'm saying. That we so, we need so, to get so, back so, to that yeah. place.
0: So what I'll say is, but if I, in my opinion, in the way that I'm at least the way I'm understanding King, a humanitarian ain't even a part of anything he was talking about. At no point has it. You know, <coughs> but the potential. When I say of a law humanitarian, a I'm referring weird.
2: to the inclusiveness of the laws. The laws are supposed to be created equal for everybody that that's the goal. But I the think. people who running the law are not are not playing that game. That you know what I'm saying? They they're playing a different game. That's not so, happening. So
0: so okay, so let me throw this mm-hmm. out. I, I, I yeah, I'll throw this out. I don't he wasn't being in my opinion, he wasn't being pacified. Basically the movement took took and said, make these laws available because I agree with William, without these laws you can't move. You can't play. So
2: I feel but like But where are the laws available took, i mm-hmm. Did the laws include us? Were they available to us? I'm sorry. Us?
0: Say it again. That was still Jim Crow. Just repeat. No, no, I'm, I'm just repeat what you're saying. For before you say something else, what did, I didn't hear what you said. What was the question? I
2: said, I but, but were, were the said, laws yeah. available to us other than integration? Like, were the laws protecting? No, our they, no, no. They was, they, no were no, the no, laws They were not. They were, than, were not you being, know.
0: they were not being honest. So my that's answer, what I mean about this. Okay, so I don't understand how was how was I don't get. Maybe I don't understand. Yeah, underst- yeah, maybe I don't understand. Maybe I don't understand what that word. Yeah, I'm saying, but we took we took that back because we went for 50, 60 years without that? those laws in place. I'm sorry. Go oh,
4: ahead. Well, I well,
0: mean, sounds like you're like trying to get in. You, you help me, yeah. Oh, me. No, you no, tell no, me, sister, understand? No, like, no, like, sister, like can't you take something, me, they, they did not pacify you. They, 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 you, 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 you force their hand. That's not pacifying.
3: Mm.
0: in my opinion.
3: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, that's... yeah, that's, I yeah, think, yeah, like, like, yeah Because to me, that gives too much credit. that's just too much credit.
3: Yeah, that gives too much
0: credit. Yes, yeah, okay, so like, we ain't bombing so churches. Me, me we ain't bombing okay. yeah, I, yeah,
4: we I ain't agree with
0: churches. the
3: sister.
0: Go ahead, go ahead.
3: I was saying I agree with the sister in terms of uh, a very legitimate question. Uh, when have we had access to those laws? It, and and if when we study we will find that when all those civil rights acts were passed whether it was the civil rights act of 1877 or the one that Eisenhower passed or the one that Linda B Johnson passed that 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 been yeah there was there was you know how many more civil rights acts do you need you know uh, uh, uh it it's it, to say we forced or took anything with the civil rights movement uh I disagree with uh, I think yes. that we may have created some leverage where some white folks could gain some political standing by doing some ceremonial stuff that we may benefit yes. from. But as far as being forced, I don't see that in what I'm studying. And a prime example black people vote Democrat because John F. Kennedy got Martin Luther King out of jail. I'm going to say this again. Dr. King was locked up for driving in Georgia with an Alabama license. They were going to sentence Dr. King to six months at the roughest prison in Alabama and have him set up to be killed by another inmate. His father, ML Sr., made calls, and the Democrats, who the Southern Democrats and the Northern Democrats were at odds at at the time, Uh, JFK uh, 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 took the call. And got Dr. King out of jail. When Dr. King came out, he endorsed uh, uh, JFK over Richard Nixon. And JFK carried 70% of the black vote. The first time the Democrats ever carried the black vote since Lincoln. It was a, it was, it was convenience. It was a political coup. That's all it was. It wasn't compassion. It was just strategy. And
0: well,
3: then JFK. About right, right, about right. And, and, and all force. And I'm not taking anything away from the civil rights movement. Uh, the whole Indeed. nonviolent strategy, very smart. You know, of course, they were not nonviolent in life. It was a nonviolent protest strategy. That, that's what it was. Bayard Rustin yeah. was in his ear saying, "Let's say Gandhi. Let's 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 do this nonviolent thing to expose. We need to. He uh, Bayard Rustin understood media." in in his infancy mm-hmm. stages.
0: Absolutely.
3: And he was like, let's yeah. expose the South. Let's make America, the land of the free, look bad so they will have to make some concession. But I wouldn't say mm-hmm. that that was forced. I would say it was leveraged. You know, and then so, it was so controlled that, so concession. So these
0: leverage is the same thing. That's what I mean. So do you and I well, have well, a conversation yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's two different things. Leverage, leverage to get you leverage leverage to get you yeah, yeah. Leverage so, to get you the what, but only control will give you the how.
0: So here, it okay. is. I'll change yeah. my word to leverage so that we don't create the issue we're creating like
3: that. Right, you know what I mean? Right, right. Okay, right. Leverage. Mean
0: leverage. If that if that helps, yeah. if that helps, understand Well, like it, so so I think it's a I'm,
3: difference because. Well, this here it is. Quick. I, I,
0: but I'm saying I'm using okay. your words. so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I, said I take. I take away force because I mean leverage. So now there's no difference, right? I meant leverage. I used to work for. It, okay. But to be fair, right. I absolutely mean leverage. And the reason the leverage right. matters is because in any dialogue, any even if someone's trying to take something, the leverage is the mm-hmm. only thing that matters. And well, when when no. you understand that, when you well, understand what was that, the leverage?
3: In, no. Okay. No, so the leverage. So we got the the law.
2: So that the, the law is leverage to get you to sign the paper. Of our
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah the leverage to about. get you the law, but without the power, you can't enforce the law yes. okay. without yes. control, yes. you can't enforce the law yes. you can and yes. that's been not like, the issue you just we, yes. you just talked about is it, if getting the integration is one thing, but how it's implemented is something else, and that's where we didn't have the control
0: okay so 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 how about you this? can leverage so me this?
3: to the table, but you can't leverage me into action.
0: So the action that has taken place, and if we're going to, are we devoid of, In in, in I'm, I live in Atlanta right now, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So in Atlanta right now, before the leverage, again, enfor- I'll say enforce actions that were stopped as soon as the military left outside of the South. Because we know about that compromise, right. right? We know about the compromise, that the reason there was so much, quote-unquote, success in the 12 years of the Reconstruction period is because it took the military to even make sure we were protected,
3: right? When did the
7: and military so, do, do the that? So, the military
0: <laughs> like, now?
3: I'm talking about after the Civil War.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about – yeah, I'm saying – Yeah, yeah, my that, bad. You know, after the Civil the War, that never that's gets the last history is the 12 – yeah, the 12 years of Reconstruction where –
4: you know, mm-hmm. when we were buying
0: land and being able to operate. Nobody, the, the history never talks about that it, it had to take the military to even allow for that to happen because 90% of us were stuck in the South. The Great Migration, which you know about, took place from 1910 mm-hmm. to 1970. But probably right. 90% of us was in the South. And like you said, we could vote. The thing you already saying, so I'm just highlighting mm-hmm. that it took the military mm-hmm. being in the South to even allow that to happen. And all I'm highlighting is mm-hmm. with the leverage. That stuff started happening again. The voting, ro- the voting rolls went from ninety nine percent to one and zero percent. After that, that stuff started happening again. So when I'm saying that stuff started happening again, I'm not caught up in just voting. Don't 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 reduce me to that. I'm just highlighting that when that stuff started happening again, then you got away from, for example, I'm in Atlanta right now in 1945. In Atlanta, even in Atlanta uh I was outside too late, still didn't have to have papers then. That, that that code had gotten moved away. But if I was outside too late, I'm still spending the night in jail. Mm. So so there was a lot of things, that's just one example, but there's a lot of examples like that before that leverage removed those things. Mm. Again I'm not I'm jumping us to. we thing. have power in this country. Don't don't mishear right. miss what I'm saying. Don't mishear right. me saying we jumped to have but, the power. Mm. That's not what I'm saying. I am highlighting that the movement got just the basics in place so that you can move mm. forward. And we all agree that King realized the resources of what matter, which is a tweak of what we should be doing. So we're mm. recognizing that. I don't want me. I, don't, I'm, 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 I know I'm battling right now, and this is part of the dialogue. This is what we do. I'm just highlighting right. here exactly right. what I'm saying versus jumping me to say we have power. i have said nothing like that. But I am highlighting because what it did because the, power because the, the next lever. stage, the next right. stage is what William is talking about. We never got that part of the movement, and that's to me is a dialogue that we yeah. need to talk about because it's the, the next stage of how to integrate, not assimilate, as William has said.
3: All that's of the those arguments were had. had. All of those arguments. All of those arguments were had then. You can go back and research panels. There were arguments on what, over what integration should look like, uh, institutional integration versus individual integration. All those arguments were had then. But he who controls the narrative controls the uh-huh. history books. And and so many of those narratives and arguments and conferences and dialogues and protest, we see the protests. We don't see the conferences. We don't see the 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 investment groups and and other things that were being brilliant moves that Black people were making during that time because they were cut out of the narratives. Right, and and, and so we, he who controls the narratives controls the story. Right. Wow. So, so all those arguments have been dialogued and documented. It's happened. But where we where where I won't say where we messed up, but what's messed up is, you know, it didn't trickle down. Integration never happened. Let's let's start right there. Hmm. African well, black but, culture and the black community has never been integrated into American society. Ever. Right. I, I mean, I'm like, got, I do, the, you think anybody's making
0: that
3: yeah. Yeah, Right, cause right.
0: Because so I think just, I'm in my just opinion, what we're that. highlighting, oh, yeah, no, what, what I'm, I'm saying doing. is, but but are we not okay. highlighting that yeah, sure. most people don't even know what King and them were even focused on? That's what I was saying. And, and that's what, what I'm saying. Yeah. We were taught we, we, that it we, we brought that to the table today, That's but we risen. We brought that to the table today, and so with the narrative as you just mentioned. Right. Because of assimilation and because of propaganda that William mentioned and the things of that nature. Because of it, here we are in twenty twenty three, not in my opinion, not even knowing our own story of even a Doctor King and what they were actually focused on. And I would highly that's because we were integrated into their history that.
2: books. Right. No, 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 I'm, not, I'm not
4: disagreeing with anything. That's well, right. You're right. So I'm yeah, no, no, I'm not arguing with you. Know I'm
3: just I'm just I'm just adding context to what you're saying. And so when okay. we when we well, say beginning with inter- integration
0: heard about armas.
3: Okay.
4: See this, see this, see this,
0: because I've already highlighted I've already highlighted the up point, reason why like the story is for the reason you said Is it the next step is to recognize the correct story of what the focus was? And to build on that. So, so I'm not arguing that what happened was okay. I've not said nothing of the sort, sort. I am highlighting that based on what I feel like William correctly said was, hey, try to get the protection in place. Here's another step. So the next hmm. step would be going for what – nobody took that part of the movement. Nobody took that part and moved forward what you with it. What it you mean? Go
3: ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want want the sister to make her point. What are you about to say, Queen?
2: They, they 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 did like like they put on the table everything that they wanted. Like he said, there were conferences to to break this whole thing down. So this is going to go back to a minute ago. You were making the point that uh, you will use the word leverage instead of force, because I mean, if, if that makes a difference, it does make a difference. That goes back into you, you gotta you gotta acknowledge the, the the history, right? There is a difference between force and leverage. We forced them to create and sign the paper, whereas the leverage is to make sure it was carried out. That's the part where we lost the control. Well, you know saying, what I'm it's saying? They were showing that what was going, I don't going have on in to, those conferences step off and things
4: I don't have to
2: were
0: step being,
2: being a a making sure that
0: our ads were honored. It was making sure that
3: our ads. I'm saying the leverage got. I could go yeah, but What I does that do? Yeah, yeah, and so that just means there was a shift in how. How things happen and we're enforced. So yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. We, they they that, can't make the us get off now, the, the sidewalk.
0: So so, mind, so before that. that, before we, 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 that shift matters. That shift is the the accountability mm-hmm. of the law. That shift matters. The shift absolutely matters. So like it would, I, I think it would be well, well, well. The shift don't, but the shift don't like matter if shifts. you're doing it and just to protect could, your. Invasion. Why we could be on this phone <laughs> having this conversation right now? Because
3: we would have to do no, this, we in this hiding. This we're on this phone because your dollar got integrated. we on this <laughs> phone because because now get we can in. go to Sprint and get AT&T. We on, we, you can walk down the sidewalk because Nordstrom's can get your money now. And and, and you know what I'm saying? So, because so, the white so liberal you integrated, you
0: integrated you the black dollar. Do Don't disrespect my consumer. We really have not had to do this in secret and in secret only 200,000 out of 10 million enjoy economic equality while the other 90% has zero average mm. median wealth. Well, that's that's time. how
3: America's set up for everybody. That's how America's set up for everybody, where a yeah. few so, controls so, the wealth. Okay, you so know, that But what you me. can Hold find,
4: on. what you Hold can, on can
2: on find. And oh,
4: Lee,
2: we need to. Brother, we need to ain't been able to get a word in. It. We uh, look I at know,
3: brother. We want to add. <laughs> know what he's doing when he invite me on this. You know, <laughs> Matari he,
2: He's
0: doing what he. You no, know, he's doing what he, he's supposed to do and what he knows how to do, which is good. It's, it's good dialogue because I, what I hear, you know, just being, mm-hmm. you know, objective and, and hearing what every everybody's saying, everybody's agreeing for the most part. You guys are saying right. the same thing. It's right. a matter of, right, and so. You know I, what I would say is, you know, if you take examples like the Emancipation Proclamation, it took 200 years for that thing to totally process to get, you know, slavery yeah. abolished. It, 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 it's not an overnight process. You got to get the laws on the books, and I think that's kind Absolutely. of what Sawyer was saying, right? And, and all of you guys are saying that it's not necessarily enforceable at the very beginning, but the process by which you can use it as a contrast to you know, is is what you want. So you want to be able to do that. And some of that even requires having the opposition speak for you, right? When we represent 3% of the population in a system, right, we can't do it all ourselves, right? We have to leverage, like you guys are saying, we have to leverage our allies. We have to leverage our ability to access the narrative in terms of media, right, which you see today, you see what's happening today, right? The reason why we have this woke Movement and the reason why we have this coming into you know this full disclosure movement, we're we're we're, we're things that used to be uh, conspiracy theories are now being uh you know well it wasn't a conspiracy kind of thing is because now yeah the control of the narrative and the media is now yeah. being le- is leveled so now you have us we're actually having this dialogue publicly right whereas we couldn't mm. we couldn't do it before. So with that being said, it's a process by which but the first thing you gotta do is because the America is set up on laws. Constitution is the law of the land, right? And that's what these people, whether you're talking about any authoritarian, you can look at any comments on any post on any platform. And what they're always gonna go to, the basis of it was well, that's the law, right? And so you have to operate from that standpoint. That doesn't mean just because it's on the books. It's enforceable. I agree with everything you guys are saying. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean it's just a force, right? But what it and it's helpful
3: interpretation.
0: Yes, but what it does is it gives us now the ability for even our people to get involved in the conversation. So now we can have lawyers that represent us that can mm-hmm. learn the law, and that means something. Mm-hmm. It means something to be but a lawyer. But if you're not educated
3: to do so, if oh, right, in your right. education right. – you're educated to be an advocate for your oppressor, I can pass all the laws I want to for you. If you're conditioned <laughs> right. to the plantation, I can leave the gate open at night. You ain't leaving.
0: But you got to understand <laughs> the law in order to even go against or fight it or be an advocate. Right, for right. so right. you must
3: be taught it and taught an interpretation of the law that you can use as a tool for liberation.
0: Exactly, and that's your choice. Do you want to support the system? That's the choice then. So once you learn, mm-hmm. it's like they say, once you become educated, once you know the knowledge, right. now it's choice in how you want to apply the knowledge. Are you doing it for good or are you doing it for bad? Or are you doing it for evil? And that's a choice each one of us have going forward. But we I have said. a choice. choice mm, is we the have choice. ability huh? have choice. Yeah, choice. Yeah, we do have choice. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but choice you have to have access to say, let me go. I got well. to take care of my sponsors. I past the last
3: break. <laughs> You know, oh, you know and you know, I gotta go too, yeah. brother Montoya. I love y'all. I gotta okay. go. I promised my wife I would shop with her for the house today, and she's looking at me like you got out yeah, of this. I, I get So no that show. So <laughs> me... No, that's absolutely.
0: <laughs> thank
3: all right, take care, brother. Thank hey, you, thank all right, peace, y'all. Peace. Take
0: care, of my sponsor. I'll be right back. All right, we we're live during the break, y'all. So hold it down. I'll be right. We'll be right back. Do you simply want your taxes done this tax season? Or do you prefer to have your taxes completed by a professional on top of current and constantly changing tax codes? If so, look no further than S-Kinds Accounting and Tax Services. where each year, plenty of satisfied customers from around the country return for an efficient and professional tax experience. For small businesses... S-Kind's Accounting and Tax not only provides bookkeeping and accounting on a monthly, quarterly, and or yearly basis, but s Accounting and Tax goes above and beyond to provide yearly tax strategies to increase the bottom line, profits. While no one likes when Uncle Sam or the IRS comes knocking, know you're in good hands with s Accounting and Tax. Call them today at 770-947-3667. Again, that's 770 947 3667 or email them at advice@thetaxcoach.com at Have you heard the adage that a picture is worth a thousand words? Well, meet Livy Blue Photography, a premier company specializing in capturing your family portraits and turning them into wall art that stands the test of time. One visit to their website, livyblue.com, and you will immediately be blown away by the experience as you peruse their gallery. The lead photographer, Olivia Northern, is a published photographer with over 10 years of experience in capturing families, Weddings and school senior portraits. If you want a breathtaking photography experience, contact Livy Blue Photography at com. That's dot E.com. Welcome back. The Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Jendaya Hill-Jones. Our special guest is William Agnew. This morning's discussion question, has integration hurt or helped the African-American community? I see a lot of callers out there. If y'all are first-time callers, y'all have to press 1 if y'all want to join us. So definitely uh, appreciate um, the thoughts. I got Brother Kevin trying to jump back in, so I'm going to let him jump back in real quick. All right, Brother so Kevin, it's been on once, so I'm going to keep it short. Go ahead, Kevin. I know you probably got a lot to say, but I'm just going to do short, a short shot it. Hey, I'm pretty sure I'm, hey. I'm going to sure I'm move gonna, this, go ahead, <laughs> look bro. At, look, look at it. Hold on. Okay. Look at Welcome to the movement. Now, that was beautiful. It it, it it It's hard to get through, but it's beautiful. But like I said, it's so many different layers to the way our people think. Now, let's go back to the, the right stuff. You got, you right, got you now. You going, you, right. right now you're setting it up like you're going to do a long yeah, yeah, one. Hold right? on, you're you breaking me up. You me up. Let me, let me, let me, I got it. Just make sure it's short because you went now, back, <laughs> too. That means
4: you're about to me later. I'm trying so to know, make it short. Sure. You keep interrupting. <laughs> I'm trying, <laughs> trying to make it short. Sure. No, I'm thinking. <laughs> See, I understand. it'd be the you, you I think
0: All right, you got individual rights, but you're only going to defend those rights as a group. Now, and how do you defend those rights? You defend those rights with power. See, the problem is they can put any law in place or whatever, right, but any time they get tired of you, they will take it from you, regardless what law is up there or not. Like you say, all those Black Wall Street, there were laws in place, but when they got tired of us, they, 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 they put their power with their forces together, and they took it. They took it in Wilmington. They took it in Lumberton. They took it in all these different um, aspects. When y'all so get I'm going to cut gonna you off. Thank you, you for the comment. I'm going to go, go hard on what you just said. So, the reality of the Wilmington and the Black Wall Street, because there were several Black enclaves at the time, the reality is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> the reality of that time was, there was no protection of the law anywhere at that time. The laws on the... You know, we were in a sense the free people, if you will, were coming into no protection of the law. So, the... So when you say the laws were in place, no, they they wasn't in place. They wasn't even being acted on. What I mean by they wasn't in place is uh-huh, are they on the uh-huh. books? If we're talking about simply being on the books, that's one thing. The issue was yeah. a law is not a law if it's not enforced. So clearly they were not enforced for the benefit of black people. They could, in a sense, do what happened in Black Wall Street. I still like to highlight that, just again, this is just for perspective, highlight that even black Wall Street was those who had land, who had the power to buy land. That's not all black people. It's a small percentage. All of those black enclaves added up to about 2% of what was happening to, compared to the rest of our community. I always like to give that context, but I am highlighting that the 2% who were able to get land, who were able to be a part of these enclaves, you know, are as I, Baba I Amin mean, Holly beautifully pointed out, before what happened up in Wilmington, they literally did a coup, in that, in that city, not going not hear about that in American history, they actually did a coup because at that time there was no protection of the law. So in, in 2023, I am willing to say it is foolish to still suggest that can still happen right now without looking at the reality of what that process has been. Do we still get examples Where the law is not Followed and we do not Get justice Absolutely but we cannot allow That To compare to how Much it happened And when I say how much I'm talking about To the degree it could happen With any time but based On the movement And beautifully Using propaganda to put Things on face that leverage has it to a place where I can choose to come live in the an enclave and pretty much not worry about what our ancestors never could go a day without worrying about that? We have to give props to the fact that our ancestors have got it here and not keep saying they, in a way, where the leverage does not exist, to where they can do that again. We have to become aware of that reality. Our ancestors got us to a place where we – I don't have to step off the sidewalk and go to jail. I keep using that as a small example, but there's a hundred – vagrancy laws came about because of black people. They don't – that's crazy. That's crazy to continue to think. They have the power that – our people have leveraged us not to have. Now we can smartly integrate properly. We've all agreed we assimilated and caused a bunch of issues. And I love how Baba Mima pointed out. Why would, why would, if the doll test, it, they just did it 15 years ago. That issue is still the case. We all agree it's silly to think of what we did, assimilation, not integration. And here it is. You may think I'm advocating for immigration, but what's happening is everybody that comes here in a a society that is not monolithic in culture, like we're not in a small country. We're in this country, so everyone has to figure it out. I am challenging us to recognize what our ancestors actually did and go play the game that's available. I don't know that we know the game is available. Go ahead, William. I agree one hundred percent. I mean integration is a necessity. If you look at if you look at other cultures, they integrate in terms of the game, in terms of at what you describe as the game or the ability to make a living or the ability to thrive in a environment and uh, in a system. They have to integrate. They have to sell us products, they have to sell us services. They can't exclude us from the the, the buy sell trade part of the system, right? And how we operate. So all of the different uh, nationalities actually participate that way. Now, culturally, you know, in, in, in regards to religion and all of that, you know, family stuff, that may be a little different. But it, it, to, to, to to piggyback on what you're saying, Montoya, you know, when we talk about stabilization and then we talk about the therapeutic part of it, we, I think people really don't understand, like, and it goes back to what uh, Mr. Baba was saying, like, You have to have the tools in order to do that properly. Again, I think Dr. Martin Luther King did not – he realized he did not have those tools. And it was going to be a longer – we are just now stabilizing. Like today, we are just now stabilizing where we feel, like you said, Montoya, well, I feel – I can feel safe moving into – to a certain extent, right? I know from the police and all of that kind of stuff, we still don't feel safe. But in general, right, we can move freely. We don't have to get off the sidewalk. We can live in a place that, you know, people might not like it, but we can choose to live where we want to for the most part. So we are just now, we're still, and I think this is what Dr. Martin Luther King realized, the process by which we need to go through therapeutically to then be able to strategically, right, maybe, you know, create our own narrative and our own products and our own, you see that's happening, that process is happening. It's a slow process, and it's going to be slow when you represent 15% of the population. It's going to be a slow process. Again, the Emancipation Proclamation took 200 years, right, to actually run its course. You know what I mean? So we are just, to go back to my point, we are in that process of stabilizing, right? What technology is doing is allowing us to control our own narrative it's allowing us to educate, which we weren't able to do because we had to participate in their educational systems, which allowed them to create the history, the the story, whatever it is, which which furthered their ability to assimilate us, which was part of the strategy anyway. Dr. Martin Luther King realized this, and he realized it was going to be a long road. Like getting on the books was one thing, you know what I'm saying? And saying in terms of what we can use to compare and contrast. Uh, what's fair and what's not fair, equality versus inequality, right? We can point and say, look, this is the way you handled this situation, but over here you did it differently. Why? And the only thing I see that's different is the color of skin. So we have the ability to do that and we can we can align with our allies to actually push that too, which we have to do when we're only fifteen percent, right? Good. So twelve yeah twelve thirteen percent yep. Thirteen percent. So we're going through that process, but we're still as people want us to kinda I think people have this this idea that it moves faster than that, and we should be Well, we're in, the, we're, we're in a social idiot. media. We're in a technology age. Insta gratification even applies, even for those exactly. that are, you know, I'm in my 40s and 50s. <laughs> there's an aspect <laughs> of it. Because we've fortunate enough seen certain things move, we've unfortunately unfairly applied it to this process. With, right. And then when I say unfairly, and, and here it is, I'm willing to acknowledge that, in a sense, quote, unquote, those in power – Love playing their role in impeding that process. I'm not devoid of that at all. However, I want to recognize the leverage that we have so that we can move forward in the way that a lot of groups do. Because this this is this this this, this um country is becoming only more and more diverse, and we can compete. Right, so and I need us to know that we're up against the break, brother. So I got to do this break, and I got to um yeah. sister I need to introduce. There's uh, one of our um. Sponsors right out of this break So y'all bear with me, we'll be right back Where all I ask is that you think Are you intimidated by money? Well this is a question most people never think to ask themselves But when forced to think about it Many people realize they have unrecognized fears That truly affect how they deal with money If you want to learn more about money And the fears that keep you from prosperity Join us for Making Money Matter Money, Where money meets mental health Personal finance coach, Ashley Thomas, and psychotherapist, Dr. Katrina Pitt. Every second Monday of the month, find out if you're intimidated by money, and what to do about it. To receive a link to this free Zoom event, please DM the Make It Money Matter on the Mentor Dialogue Instagram pages or contact 404-604-9477. Do you simply want your taxes done this tax season, or do you prefer to have your taxes completed by a professional on top of current and constantly changing tax codes? If so, look no further than S-Kinds Accounting and Tax Services, where each year, plenty of satisfied customers from around the country return for an efficient and professional tax experience. For small businesses, S-Kind's accounting and tax not only provides bookkeeping and accounting on a monthly, quarterly, and or yearly basis, but s accounting and tax goes above and beyond to provide yearly tax strategies to increase the bottom line, profits. While no one likes when Uncle Sam or the IRS comes knocking, know you're in good hands with S-Kind's accounting and tax. Call them today at 770-947-3667. Again, that's 770 947 3667, or email them at advice at thetaxcoach.com. Y'all out there getting in the mail, looking for your W-2s, trying to get your taxes together. I am fortunate enough to bring on one of our latest sponsors, Nicole Parker from S-Kinds Accounting and Tax. Thank you, Queen, for being with us this morning. Uh, again, thank you for supporting the, uh, as I call us, the return of Intelligent Radio and the intellectual outcast out there listening. But thank you, Queen, for being with us. If you will, say hello to everyone. And, again, just wanted to highlight maybe uh, I think you're running a special at this time of year where people would typically like to hear specials. But thank you for being with us, Queen.
5: Good morning. Yes, my name is Nicole Porter. I'm the owner of Escanza County and Tax. And this year I'm offering $50 off the preparation fee for any new clients that come through. So I'm very excited about that and excited to help people beat the IRS.
0: Hey, I love it. Beat the IRS is right up my alley. I will highlight uh, in getting to know this sister and looking at her website, she gets amazing reviews and a lot of repeat customers and so uh, you are talking to, to a certified professional, if you will, Nicole, how long have you been doing this? And I just want people to be aware of that because, you know, quite often in the community sometimes you kind of get someone who's, you know, we went to and they're kind of hustling you're trying to maximize, get people to focus on maximizing their returns and that type of thing or whatever. But the tax laws change. And so sometimes even uh, someone who may know how to do taxes, may have to know what I'm doing currently, they're not always keeping up with the latest changes and that could seriously affect, Your taxes or sometimes get you in trouble with the IRS. So, if you could just highlight your experience, speak to that very briefly, and again, thank you for coming on.
5: Okay, so I've been in business for 16 years. I'm located in Douglasville, but we can do virtual appointments. Um, I pretty much have a bachelor's degree in accounting, so my company is open year round, so I'm not just a open during tax season i consider myself to be a tax accountant so i'm open year-round in addition to taxes i do bookkeeping payroll and um other services financial planning budgeting anything you need pretty much anybody that has a small business i'm there for you from start to finish I'm, i'm um i have access to business capital so if you need funding for your business, I can get you set up, get your profit and loss statements and all of your financial statements in order, so you can get approved for that. Um, pretty much anything dealing with accounting and taxes, I, I'm the person for you.
0: You go to hey, as we do, we're known for bringing vetted people to the community so here it is y'all sort of counting have that person do your taxes again that's for you the individual you're a small business out there looking to get someone to get your books right to make sure you have a tax strategy year long that actually matters a lot of people just write off things not realizing you're not set up to get funding in the the credit, the business credit, the things that can actually scale your business. You want to have an actual tax accountant. So S. Kind Accounting, give them the website one more time, Queen, and thank you for being with us. The
5: website is www.thetaxcoach.com.
0: You heard it here, Nicole Porter. Thank you, Queen, for being with us this morning. Thank you. All right, let's get some final thoughts on has integration hurt Or help the African American community Uh, Obviously I've said a lot here I got William talking as well But I want to hear Jendaya the Queen's perspective um, On what you've been hearing so far And again this is me just pushing For not an either or But just dialoguing about what it looks like What's possible Being aware of what's possible in my opinion Don't have to agree with that But just throwing out There are perspectives that we have uh, about what integration actually is or uh, how it was, you know, in a sense told to us, and that's what we're challenging today. Your thoughts, Queen? And, Queen, before you start, I got one takeaway, Montoya, that I want to do right. So if you give me enough time right before we end, I'd appreciate yeah. it. But, yeah, 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 yeah. We got a few minutes. Yeah, I got you. I'm definitely end with that. But go ahead, Jadaya. Let me make sure I got a live. I might not have a live. Hold on. I'm jumping between the commercials and do, doing the board. Y'all bear with me. Hold on one second. Oh, there she go. I don't, I don't
2: see her. Oh, Deny, are you still with us? Oh, I'm here. I apologize. I was okay. on mute. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <you>. Go, <laughs> well, right, yeah. go ahead, Queen. Go ahead, Queen. So yeah, so in my closing side of it, um, indeed they are layers to to, to to the solution for our people and um what brother Will was saying about using the laws as a tool for liberation, you know, uh putting us in those positions, you know, with the lawmakers and lawyers and things like that, um, to make sure that it's not just the ink on the pages, but it is being honored. We definitely um putting us in positions like that could be helpful. I also believe that recycling, uh, rather than allowing uh, others to control the black dollar, is a, a, a leverage. And uh, I think Brother Will had pointed out earlier too about leveraging like media uh, and education. So I think that that definitely layers. Um, I don't think it's going to take us another two hundred years. Probably <laughs> prayerfully not from here anyway. And uh, I think that that's also another way to play the game. I, I think um, being a part of that system and, and using that to our advantage is definitely a great tool. But I also think and have witnessed, you know, we've, we've done it before. We're doing it on our own and being successful. We've had established communities, schools, businesses, and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's more than one way to, quote, unquote, play the game.
0: All right. Go ahead, Brother Williams. Yeah, I think to add to that, we talk about the game. The game is changing significantly, and I always like to do a takeaway because we talked about a lot, but what's the takeaway? So the takeaway, in my opinion, and this is strictly my opinion, but over the next three to five years, I think what we're going to see in this marketplace is we're going to see what – and Montoya knows I say this all the time. It's a change in the value proposition in society, and a big part of that is labor exchange. That's going to decrease, which means – Your value, our value, is going to rise over time in terms of how we provide value to the system that we currently operate in, because labor exchange has always been number one. But as they reduce, and you guys are seeing it, they're laying people off, and what's coming in is a technology shift. And when that happens, mm-hmm. the way the corporation the – the they, they don't care. I say this all the time. They don't really care about the color of your skin. What they care about is how you add value to a system that you participate in. Well, that value for middle-class America, which we know is predominantly white, is going to reduce because they're not going to need those guys as much as they need them today. What that means is the value proposition is going to shift, which means you know, we know what our value is to products and services. We know how we impact products and services. The way that they get hot is they get hot west, which means our value is going to go up, whereas that middle class uh, value for labor exchange is going to go down. That being said, if you look at the examples that are happening right now, you look at you look at uh, Prime, right? You look at uh, Deion Sanders, you look at Kyrie. These are examples of the therapeutic process. We, we're stabilized. We're in the therapeutic process. So now you're looking at these examples and you're seeing what these guys are doing to establish and show in a media in a and a narrative how you, we can come in and impact our value and value for other systems and other people, right? That's on display now. That's part of the therapy that is happening today. So you have to be aware of where we are in the process. We're stabilized. We're about to, uh, we're going through the therapeutic, recognizing the true value through media and through our ability to control our narrative. And what's going to happen is that shift in value proposition is going to continue to happen as the labor exchange in America, which is what everything is based on, starts to decrease and your value to influence products and services, which all the corporation cares about, right, rises. So what you'll see is that shift. So prepare yourself for that because the better you can serve this system that you live in in terms of value, it's going to be a better thing for you, your family, and our culture if we identify that moving forward. The entire world comes to this market because of how this market moves. They are playing, creating value, finding their value, proving their value in that system. That's the win. The biggest markets are where the wins are. Let me shoot two. I got a caller that's been trying to get. I just realized it. I'm gonna try to give him. I'm sorry I got you in so late. Give you a minute and a half at the most. nine three seven four one. I'll be back now.
7: Hello? Hello? Hey, this is uh, James calling. I just wanted to say that I felt that integration overall has been a good benefit, even with looking at my family. Basically, my grandmother came, was born in the 1920s. only opportunity she had was to clean houses. Her grandchildren and her children who were born during integration and post-integration went and got jobs in the factories. Have high school and um, college diplomas. Ironically, my cousin is basically working a job today in Kentucky that was held by the exact same woman that my grandma used to clean houses for. And that would have never been thought of at the time that my grandmother was working for this lady. So I think people need to look at it overall and not try to romanticize the past, talk about what we had and look at what we gained because overall the wealth for African Americans has gone up with integration access and things of that nature versus what I was told for the people that lived in uh, segregation being told they had to live in squalid surroundings not be able to do things integration includes other things too I'm gonna be quick but um, People always we think so the same,
0: kind of so to uh, Thank you for the call in, I Thank you for the call in, eight one seven. Sorry, I won't get to you. Only got a couple of minutes to go. Um, I will just uh, give a little bit of pushback in the sense of um, well, what we just heard from the standpoint of if you look at the uh, the period in which some of that leverage enforce some of those laws to be acted upon for our people. Uh, We've seen a great increase in education for African-Americans, but the wealth gap is the exact same as it was in that period. So overall, numbers may go up, but the gap is the same. So I don't know if we've leveraged any more wealth. And again, that's not me saying don't be a part of the system. I'm talking about the dialogue for how to navigate it and actually integrate versus what happened to us. I think that's something that we at least came to that understanding, because what was always shown to hurt people in history has been isolation always fails, whether it's through geography or by choice, always get, always get left behind. And so what I do agree with James in the sense of don't romanticize the past without knowing the real context, how many people were actually benefiting, which wasn't the majority of our community. Don't romanticize it to the point to where we believe going back or isolating is going to be effective, especially when the world is becoming global. So I'll leave people, in a sense, with that challenge. But thank both of y'all for your amazing conversation this morning. Uh, Jindai. if you want to get out something publicly, get it out right now, and then I'm going to play a cut that me and William had on Just My Three Cent podcast to end the show. All right, let them know how to keep in contact with you, Jindai. Thank you for your three cents this morning.
4: Indeed, Thanks, indeed.
2: Uh, like and follow me at Empower You, period, on Facebook, uh, as well as um, Instagram, TikTok, but also hit me up on hashtag, at um, Black Grown America. Nah, but you, you got
0: to
4: be Black Rony Mayor. I love it.
0: All right, see y'all next Saturday. Here's a cut from myself and William on the Just My Three Cents podcast. See y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think. In the very beginning, we don't allow for enough diversity of thought. Exactly. All groups are diverse. No group is monolithic. Exactly. So well, we have a concept because unfortunately, being on the bad experience and the oppressed end mm-hmm. of how America created itself, when mm-hmm. in a sense, race is the backbone, unfortunately, that created this country. With, you know, there was the genocide of the Native Americans and then the enslavement of us. That is still the backbone and it systematically has played out to the point where most of us, one, don't know that it's a construct, and, right. two, and two, if the world is going global and moving off of it, we're mm-hmm. staying stuck over here and still, remember, you know, we talked about this on some of the shows, silly stuff such as, you know, you being smart was looked down upon because of our own hurt and own trauma that exactly. we have. So we're stuck in this construct of whether you're black enough or not, and this is a this is some made up shit. That, exactly. It's the same kind like like bro, you hit it on the head so much because what it does is it simpletons you. It simp it simplifies you. So now what you're doing is every debate, every issue, every question, every offense,
7: yeah, everything
0: dude, is dude, under the man. guise, under the guise of race and so it's easy to debate. It's easy to it's it's easy. So what it does is it makes you it makes it easy for the opposition to go, bro, why is everything race with you? Why is it the race card with you? Everything is the race card with you. Right? What is what's go like and you hear this all the time. And but the, but here's the deal. No matter what the issue is, right? Sixty to seventy percent of the time what are we gonna fall back on? Race. The construct. Oh, the construct. And, and this, I'm gonna end this thing. I'm okay. gonna say this. Okay. Because uh, here's the flip side of what you're talking about is when a Magic Johnson or somebody goes up, expires into business, starts making key relationships. You know, Magic. We know Magic Johnson is very committed to our community, but right. I can tell you, in Lansing, Michigan, I know from a friend. They don't necessarily feel that way in Lansing, Michigan right? because of the viewpoint that you and I are talking about now. And so what happens is all other groups have the freedom to expand and diversify as necessary to get their hands on as much resources as possible. We have a, because we see it through this lens, of a certain way that it's supposed to happen. And if it it don't, we'll throw somebody who's actually committed to us. In the best way that they can, we'll start throwing them under the bus because of this lid. We throw them away. That's a made-up construct from the very beginning. 100%.